The Ricky Gervais Show on Guardian Unlimited. Hello and welcome to our Christmas podcast with me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant. Hello. And Carl Pilkington. All right. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. A lot of people are wondering, Rick, if having done so many podcasts this year, because we very much started the whole podcast revolution ourselves single-handedly roughly this time last year. Yeah, that's right. Have we perhaps exhausted the podcast phenomenon? Is it time to pack it up, pack up the equipment and move on to something new? Well, this will be the last one for for a little while, I think. I think, you know, we've done, we did, uh, I think, 24 and then these specials this year. I think we started it about this time last year. Well, I don't know about you, Rick, but I'm bored of the whole podcasting thing, and I know that um, you probably feel the same way. Well, let's stop for a while. We might get back together again, but it won't be for a while. It's the, you know, we had a year. It was the year of the podcast. In a weird year, isn't it? Go on. No, I'm just saying, you know, when you look at it like that, when you think about all the podcasts that we've done. Yeah. Over a year. Yeah. Just a lot of stuff has gone on. Looking back at the year... A year in which we've seen, you know, um, increasing violence in Iraq. We've seen uh, the advent of more fears over global warming. We've seen George W. Bush take a massive battering in the midterm elections. We've seen many major world events this year. Carl, what stuck out for you? What event do you, if you think, oh my God, if you were doing your own review of the year, what would you put on the front cover? Uh, the the grub. That was that was eating biscuits on the windowsill. <laughs> right, that's just a little bit more up there for you than the capturing of Saddam Hussein and his sentencing to death. Just because you know, it's uh, I never thought I'd see that this year. So what exactly? What the capture of Saddam or the grub? No, the the grub. The grub. It was just I, I was there on the computer. Yeah. I was having a cup of tea and a biscuit. I uh, put the biscuit on the windowsill. I sort of picked it up. Why uh, would you do that? What? Why? Why would you put a biscuit on a windowsill? Well, window because I'm sat next to the windowsill. It's like something from a cartoon. I put the pie on the windowsill to cool down. Yeah. No, and so some ruffians stole it. Yeah. So I was eating that and I uh, was enjoying it. Put the rest of it back down for like the next half of the cup of tea. And uh, I saw... Planned out. This is <laughs> yeah. better. Well, we read about this later in the diary. So, and then I saw just like a little crumb moving. I was like, what's going on there? <laughs> yeah. So I looked down closer and there's an insect that is see-through but with legs. And um, just sort of running off with a crumb into like a little hole. And then when I looked, I noticed there was loads of these little see-through things. And they were obviously all like, oh, I got biscuit. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that, that's exactly what they were saying. <laughs> they were going, we've got going, biscuits. biscuits over here! But I can't, that, what, Come what, on, what, what was it, Like I say, it was amazing because it was, they're miles away from what I'm about. And yet... Not that far. They're, but, but they still like a bit of biscuit. And it was just weird... That that happened. I never thought that would happen in two thousand six. <laughs> and that's, that's you never thought that would happen in two thousand and six. That's what's nice, isn't it? That's what's mind. nice about the na- you know the nature of the world. You know, we can invent iPods. We can bring out better vacuum cleaners. Um, but at the end of the day, you can't make nature up. And to see this see-through thing, you do eating a biscuit. Uh, that's that's mind. where I've sort of gone this year. I'd say out of a- a- anything. I've sort of gone out of my way to to learn more stuff about weird stuff that's happening. I don't know what you've learned. You've learned that uh, 
A creature which you can't even identify that or you name. you don't know, right, you, you, you don't know what it is, right, um, look like it nicked a bit of crumb. I don't know, what knowledge is that? What is that, how is that useful? Just because everything is, is changing. But it's not useful. It's not useful to you and it's not useful to anyone. You can't pass on that as knowledge because we don't know what it was. But Carl Or where thinks, it happened but, or why it happened. But Rick, Carl thinks that, that the grub has an inkling, has a, has a taste for McVitie's in the same way that Carl's does. That's why yeah. he's from Ace. He's thinking, as I can't believe it, they, we, we both love hobnobs. No, as opposed to just being, uh, yeah. taking the it starch and anything. the flour, yeah. exactly, yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that these things have been around for years. Yes. Maybe longer than us. Yes. Right? Now, their life isn't changing in the way that ours have. They still live in a little crack in the wall. Yeah. But, they're eating biscuits. <clears throat> and that was never meant to happen. So, so it's changing it. What but I mean is you might start getting fat insects. That should never have happened. You, you, you don't normally see a fat beetle. You go, oh, look at that, that's a bit fat. Put a bit of weight on. And now that's going to happen because they're eating sugary stuff. The, the squirrels in the park, because people are feeding them Mars bars and everything, they're getting fatter, they're getting bigger, they're getting more violent. <laughs> now, over time... You know, they, they're going to cause more trouble in the What evidence have you got what that they're getting think? more violent? Just because when I'm sat in the park and, and what have you, they, they really like cocky. They come up to you now and sort of jump up on the bench and sort of uh, attack you for food. They're not happy with acorns now. They want a bit of croissant. And that's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. They've changed. They've, they're changing over time. Just like that grub having a biscuit. Everything's trying different food out. He'll want a gatto soon. Well, in the same way that, you know, you, you look at people around the world, how they're eating weirder stuff. They're running out of, you know, ideas on, on how to cook food differently. And we're eating weird stuff. So our insects, everything's moving on. Everything's getting more intelligent. The goldfish, memories got better. Chickens are more intelligent than people thought they were, apparently. Everything's... Time, yeah. time makes you more intelligent. Well... No, they do. That's that's a fact, isn't it? If, if you're knocking around longer, then you're learning more, because more stuff's going on, and you soak it up. And that's what these insects are doing. They're all learning. You know what I mean? No. I saw a cockroach playing Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> it was on the internet, right? And somebody had, had linked up a cockroach to, uh... <laughs> to some... I can't even be bothered explaining it, but, but, uh... <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Everything, everything's moving on. Yeah, but but Pac-Man's like such an old hat game, man. It's like from the 1980s. Yeah, that's so cockroach. Oh, Jesus, God, get a life, man. Hello, PlayStation Three. Yeah, hello, hello. Yesterday's cockroach. Oh, fucking hell! What was he listening to? MC Hammer. Christ Almighty! Fucking hell, Pac-Man. Get a life. <laughs> High five, me. <laughs> in the supermarket recently um just uh just walking past the condoms yeah. on the way to the pornography <laughs> and uh <laughs> and i uh thought you know it's worth perhaps you know getting a stocking you know get case. a stocking no getting getting some condoms what put over your head <laughs> you're not still doing that are you no 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 no, no i uh i thought it'd be worth getting some condoms in you know it's, it's, it's christmas party season and uh you never know when you're gonna run out of balloons <laughs> <laughs> and um, and uh, and I was weird because the, the, the condoms in the supermarket are contained in a kind of cage in a plastic cage, so it makes it all the more embarrassing buying them. Because I took them off the, ca the the thing and I was trying to open it, 
sort of because I thought that they, they would it, you had to open it try it on try it on this you know in case it doesn't fit <laughs> bring it back yeah bring it back yeah and uh and do you do alterations <laughs> uh, yeah we do yes five pounds <laughs> and um so I'm trying to open this thing and, and this guy who works there is sort of this middle aged guy who works there goes you, you, know, you have to um you have to take that to the uh, checkout so you can't open that yourself and I was just because I, I don't know I still find it very embarrassing you know, dealing with any of that sort of, you know, prophylactics and things, the novelty of that is still very embarrassing to me. And, uh, so I just left it. I thought, forget it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take these to the counter. Cause you never, it's like if you get served by a, by a woman, it's, it's still a bit embarrassing, particularly if that's all you're buying. <laughs> you know, Cause she knows what you're up to. Um, yeah. you're going to fill them up with water and throw them at students. <laughs> and, um, but it, anyway, the reason I mentioned this is cause it reminded me of the conversation we've, we've all enjoyed in the past, Rick, about, when Carl bought for his girlfriend for Christmas, uh, was it a uh, two pack? A two pack of yeah. What was it? Condoms. What, wasn't it about buy one get one free? Yeah. It was a bumper family pack, wasn't it? Yeah. Not a family, obviously. That'd be that'd be weird. Yeah, a family pack of condoms. <laughs> <laughs> one for the kids. Take out, enjoy yourselves. Um, but um, so that was a couple of years ago, Carl. The famous uh, condom gate. Have you bucked your ideas up since then? Uh, not really. They they were the early days. Um, Do you mean the early days? You'd been going out with her for about eight years, hadn't you? Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I, I just think that as time goes on, you don't sort of buy each other as many presents. As oh, so, sorry. That was a bumper year, was it? That was that was a hell of a. She went. Oh, I remember. When, I remember when you used to buy me stuff like condoms. It's gone downhill since then. Well, no, she your didn't presents. know she was getting them. What I mean is, there's less. Of course, prizes. she didn't. That's what that's what I mean, though. It was sort of interesting to, to when I gave them her and said, "There you go, open them." She was not expecting that, and as time goes on, no, she was probably expecting a piece of jewellery or a holiday in Paris. It's more difficult, is what I mean, to surprise someone in it over, no, over no, no, time. No, 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 no. But the surprise thing is meant to always be a good surprise. Yeah, but don't if if you're if you always get something good, it's like the three wise men. What did they get the second year for, for little baby <laughs> Jesus? Do you know what I mean? Once he's had that gold, it's like. Oh, I've, I've, I've sort of made it hard work for myself there. I've got to get, I've got to get him something better than that now. So it's best to give him the myrrh. And next and year, get him the gold. Step it up a bit or whatever. But don't you understand? Because I don't want to criticise you because you're a lovely man. But having read the diary and read much of this diary, one of the things I notice is the complete lack of romanticism. The number of times Susanna says, "Book us a lovely meal out, take me out tonight," and you always write like it's a massive chore. Like, it's a headache for you. Oh, no, I've got to spend a romantic night out with my girlfriend. Because it's the same reason I don't like Christmas and stuff, is the expectations. I prefer it. If I want to take Suzanne out, I prefer to meet her at the bus stop. And she comes back from work and go, do you want to go out? But you don't Rather do than, that. No, I do now and again. But it's that thing of, oh, we'll go out tonight, I want to leave it to you, book a place, da 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 it, it builds it up too much and it can never live up to it. It's like how, you, you know how, like, people make a big thing out of, you know, having it away for the first time, and they go, oh, I'm going to do that tonight. Not the way to do anything. You won't get anything done by planning. <laughs> That's a quote! <laughs> That's an amazing quote! That'll be up there with uh, Newton and Churchill. You don't get anything done by planning. No, but like That's I've amazing. Said, like I've said but you can't just spring it on someone. You have to at least ask, are you up for it tonight? Just see how it goes. That's what I'm saying about Christmas. I might not be in the mood for it on December 25th, for Christmas, having turkey and everything. That's what I mean. 
about, you know, in the last podcast, stuff coming round every year. Don't plan it. If you fancy a Christmas, have it. If you don't, just carry on. It'd be nice to live in a world like that. They say, you know, it's a world of freedom or something. Now it isn't. No, they don't, I don't know what that means. They just well, make they, up things they say. They say. They? they say, like, you know, today's world is a free world or something. Someone said something along them lines. When it isn't, <laughs> everyone's still being told what to do, when to do it. <laughs> Christmas is a big thing, isn't it, that we all have to go through. And it's stressful. It's You're not a happy time. You're such a miserable sod. You really no, are. No, but Christmas is a big, it's a big upheaval. It is a it, out of all of those special days that go on, Christmas is the one but that's- what are you doing with your time? It's the question we return to again and again. No, we why, read it. Why, you're uh, visiting your parents. You're hiring yeah. a car. You're going yeah. down the calf. It's yeah. not like you're, you're taking your work away. You're doing yeah. some important neuroscience work. Yeah. And we've had to take you away from that for three days. Yeah. No, but what You're I, not doing anything of any value, no, Carl. But, no. But, no. What I might want to do, but I can't because the shops are shut because you know, they want to go off and celebrate Christmas. You know, it's, it's a, it's an upheaval. Easter's all right. It, it comes and goes. Do you want an egg? Not really. Don't have one then. You're not forced an egg. <laughs> You're not forced an egg. I like Easter, and everyone can afford an egg. There's no one being left out. Whereas Christmas, everyone like goes back to the family and they have a big meal and all that. And there's there's a lot of poor people out there who can't do that. So it's more of a if you're going to mm. talk about religion and you know the religious sort of occasions, mm. Easter's one that I'd keep. If you plan everything, you probably won't do it in the end. Whereas again, that that as a soundbite is gobbledygook, mm. isn't it? No, what I mean is, say like um, holidays when you know they're coming, you never enjoy them as much as one when it's surprised on you. Who surprises you, someone with a holiday unless you, you win it on a game show? How can you go? Bloody hell! I'm on holiday. Suzanne did it with me. She sorted it all out and booked me time off work without oh, me knowing. Oh, that's a lovely romantic gift. Oh, yeah, nice. and I went along with it, and we had a great little holiday. Yeah, so, so maybe you should do something like that. Fair. No you wouldn't like it as much and I won't pick the right place and I know she won't like it. You are um, one of these people that washes up badly so you'll never be asked again, aren't no, you? No, that's my job. That's the only job I do. Washing yeah, well, it was a... Me- uh, but to be honest, that's, that's doing me head in at the moment because I've outgrown the sink. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about himself like a crab. <laughs> oh, God. Gotta get a new sink for Carl. Why? Uh, he's outgrown it. No, just he's 33 now and his knee's around his head. Oh, he can't bath in that anymore. No, just my back's been playing up a bit and I think it's because of the height of the sink. But, hold well on, you haven't grown. I think I have. Well, you haven't. Bit. No, you haven't grown at 33. Well, it's, it's definitely something, it's just not very good. Subsidence? I don't know, I've just said to Susanna, I said, this, this isn't as good as it used to be. It's not... <laughs> This isn't as good as it used to be. This washing up. Oh, he says he's got nothing in the flat. That's why he has to do a shop every day because he's got nothing in the flat. It's easier that way, isn't it? You don't know what you're going to want to eat. But that's why you get a. But d- you don't have a different meal every day of the year, do you? You rotate maybe a, a dozen meals, don't you? So you can get in enough ingredients that any time you go to the fridge and go, oh, am I going to have chicken or am I going to have fish today? Or maybe I'll have some pasta. I do that every day. No, but I always come down to one of uh, half a dozen meals. You've got a freezer. We haven't got a freezer, have we? We've only got a little fridge. Oh, There's nothing wrong with nipping to the supermarket. Hands, There's nothing wrong with that. So you've got too much time on your hands, boy. Uh, you had one thing. You had to do one thing this year. Promote the book. Couldn't that we'd be bothered. All, couldn't be bothered, mate. Could not be bothered. I haven't seen I haven't seen Carl in an interview with him. I haven't seen him on the TV. Oh, he was on the TV um, 
a while back on the thing called the Culture Show oh, yeah. BBC Two, and I tell you what, he was sat there, looked like a little frightened frog in a chair, being interviewed. And I tell you what, I'm I'm not being funny, but his head looked fucking round. Did it look fucking? Yeah, round? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally yeah. looked like a little fucking round-headed twat. Yeah, I'm doing that, and man. that's my personal opinion. Yeah. Did you enjoy that interview? Not really. Why? Well, I, this is. I've met a guy. Funny you mention that. I met a guy when I was in France recently, and I met a guy. He wasn't a Frenchman, but he was over there, and he saw me. He was a bit drunk, and he came over and he went, "Carl Pilkington's got a head like a fucking orange." <laughs> and I, thought, and I high-fived him, and we agreed. I thought, "Isn't that nice?" You know, uh, even when you're abroad, you can find someone oh who speaks God. sense. Yeah. And they shaved your head more. No. It's just the they way sort they... of greased it up a bit just to get a bit more reflection off it. No, they they put a lot of makeup on it. They said, do you want any makeup? And I said, not really. And that's when I was, like, at the back where they could have done it. And then I, I went and sat in the chair, and there's, like, a live audience there. And the woman goes, no, I best do some colouring in. And it was, like, like she gave you about a book to 50 people. No, no, she, she started colouring my head in. And she was, like, like had some brown powder. She's doing my head, doing the top of it and stuff. And I was going, isn't that enough now? And everyone's looking and sort of laughing to themselves that I'm having my head coloured in. <laughs> sure she was doodling on the top. She took longer than anyone else who she was doing. I watched, like, other people who were on. Well, she's got more flesh to do. When you do usually powder someone, it stops at the forehead. You always have to go round to the fucking back. Yeah, but the camera wasn't at the back of my head. She was just kept going No, and but going. the shine, the shine for the cameras that would get the in glare. people's not, eyes. They've got to be careful. Health and safety, the light will bounce off into the eyes of the audience. Yeah. Them. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't happy with that anyway. So I'm not doing it again. How do you cope with this newfound, um, interest in, in you? As a person, I've got an idea, Steve. By the way, you know, my, the, for me, I want Carl to be famous so it gets him hassle in the street. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Sure. When they see him in the yeah, street yeah, with yeah, his little yeah, fucking yeah. round-headed face, like a fucking orange. Yeah. Right. I'm going to do a tour um, next year. Okay. Called Fame. Okay. And everywhere I play, if I, I hopefully play to, to millions of people in, uh, you know, I might even go to America, but I, I'll make sure the theatres I play. Or whatever, there's a picture of Carl on the seat, right, that they can put in their window. Uh -huh. So next year, I want a picture of Carl or in every window. With. Or what yeah, yeah, or whatever. But if you can make this yourself, put Carl everywhere. So, to have you seen this bald-headed twat? Please yeah. make up the posters. Just send I'll, emails to friends. Uh, absolutely. I want to see pictures. Uh, on sh if you own a shop, but a big picture of him. If you just, even if you're, you know, uh, uh, your own home, your own flat, get it everywhere. Have you seen this bald-headed twat? This is Carl Pilkerton. He's got a head like a fucking orange. Get it everywhere. I want to see the world papered with Carl's round head. Happy New Year. That, of course, signifies another reading from Carl's diary. This is the last one of both 2006 and uh, on any podcast for a while. Let's make the most of it. Let's enjoy uh, some of the wisdom. I also think Carl it's the last time ever he will make uh, an entry in this diary because um, you're not going to keep another one, are you? Um, I don't know yet. I might just get a smaller one. But I found that since keeping a diary, I've gone out of my way to do more stuff. Well, you say that, but well, let's let's find out. Let's find out if that's true. No, I have. I read a bit in the news about people being injured while trying to cut open avocados. Hmm. It's a food that ain't worth injuring yourself for. <laughs> if it's a hassle to get into, leave it to the experts. I have never bought one. I have also avoided coconuts and pineapples. <laughs> <laughs> The amount of hassle to get into these things outweighs the joys they give. 
Yeah. It's the same reason I never bought a pair of Dr. Martin boots. Too much hassle when it's time to take them off. Yeah, a lot of my mates used to wear them in, like, the 80s. You know, the, you can't just kick them off, can you? It's a big upheaval. <laughs> oh, you've, you've got to un- unlace them, you All mean? The, yeah, I mean, I, I, since I found shoes with Velcro on them, brilliant. Just the way, I, I don't understand why laces... Is it because you can't tie your laces? No, I can do it, but it's wasted time. You're I so d- lazy. Wasted time. That gives him more time to sit around and look at insects How eating biscuits. How long does it take to take off a pair of boots? Well, it's ridiculous. Seconds. He can't fit his days as it is. No, but I don't understand how some inventions sort of catch on. And other things don't. But uh, this is what I mean. He's got too much time on his hands. Sitting around at home thinking, why are we not using Velcro more? <laughs> but why there's one Velcro not? manufacturer going, yes, at, at last. last. He said what needed to be said. Why don't you get it sponsored? Because you could wear a Velcro toupee. Because <laughs> that would be great if we could do that. If someone could invent a little hairpiece for Carl, Velcro's the little bit of fluff he's got on the top of his head, his shiny orange-like head. Pop a little Velcro toupee on. I would love that. I would love to get him wearing a wig. But no. why necessarily reduce it to a toupee? Why not some kind of carrying device? You know, he could carry goods and uh, things around in there, sandwiches. Yeah, he doesn't look like carrying a bag. Well, what about that? A little thing you carried around, a little Velcro thing that carried a pot on your head for for your sort of like keys and trinkets and money and that. Well, no, I've I've, I've told you about that idea that's out there, but hasn't caught on as well. The the tie, right? The tie with loads of pockets and stuff in it. Yeah, but you got to wear a tie. Yeah, but, th- but that'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? I've never wore a tie because I always think, what's the point? It's just standing there in the way. <laughs> Can you imagine this image of Carl walking around <laughs> in his big Velcro shoes, a tie with an apple stuffed in it, <laughs> car keys, <laughs> yeah. iPod? No, but don't you think it's a good idea? Would you wear it with a shirt and collar or just a t-shirt? Um, no, wear it with a shirt. That's what I'm saying. It's an invention that will smarten up the world. Now, a tie, what does a tie do exactly? Yeah. What does it do? Nothing. Right. So I'm saying make it do something. But I'm saying don't wear it at all. Pop your keys in the trouser pocket. No, because, take a bag. because the world is getting more and more scruffier, isn't it? When you look I back don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. When you look back at, like, Victorian times and everything, everyone wore a hat. Right? They wore a tie. They wore a suit. And it was a nicer looking place to look at. When you see it on pictures, you go, what a smart world that is. Mm. Well, you can't see cholera and things on pictures, but sure. No. No, but I'm just saying it's better to try and cover it up with a bit of, you know... Cloth. Yeah. Yeah. The world looked nicer with, with more cloth. Whereas <laughs> now everyone's roaming about scruffily. So, so what I'm saying is, if we make the tie more useful and give it a purpose, it might come back and the world will look tidier. But a tie... Its purpose is to look smart, really. Well, originally it was because we didn't have buttons, so it kept the collar up at the front. That was the invention. It was a useful invention, the tie. Yeah, it right. was called a tie. It tied together. Okay. Yeah. So then, when we uh, we had buttons, that we didn't really need the tie, but it was a symbol of of smartness, like saying I've made an effort. Yeah. Okay. But now that would go away. So now you wouldn't look smart with a tie. They go, oh look, it's like a bag round his head with his with his apples and oranges and his his keys and his sticks. He's making a nest out of. So it would it would be scruffy. It would make the tie scruffy, so it would defeat the object. So now, when you're carrying stuff round, I mean, crawling on all fours because you're shopping so heavy round your neck, <laughs> they'd go, "Look at that scruffy fucker on all fours." Oh, oh, oh look! But look, look at his lovely head of hair. <laughs> it's Velcro. <laughs> it's a hat. Yeah, well, that's the other problem, isn't it? I can't go back to a wig now. My theory about reading old news is right. It's less bad when you know it's old. It was a story about a weatherman who was fired yesterday for having a nude picture of himself on the internet. But that happened two days ago. He's probably got another job by now. So old news isn't as shocking. Well, old news isn't news, though, is it? It's olds. 
<laughs> what are yeah. you doing? Just reading the olds? No, but what, what I mean is, if, if someone- say Stick if the you, video on of, uh, last week's news, I just want to catch up on the olds. Yeah, but, but then it's still news. If you, news is something that you don't know, isn't it? If someone tells well, that's you that's everything to you. That's information, Carl, not news. Yeah. But, but news is information. No, and the what, key, the key with news is the word new. No, 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 I don't think it is, is it? It's, it's it is. just, it's just information, but they tell you at ten o'clock at night. It's like, what information's gone on? Bong. Here's some information. Yeah, that you didn't know before, because you couldn't have, because it only happened today. Bong. Yeah, but never mind that. I'll tell you in a couple of days. It doesn't matter as long as you get the same info. Bong. <laughs> yeah, we can't call it news, though, because it's misleading. We'd get done. It's called olds. Bong. Yeah, but listen to me theory. What I'm saying is, is that if someone in your family, you know, I don't want it's Christmas and that, I don't want to bring the tone down, but someone dies in your family. Mm. Now, say if you're away on holiday, and they don't call you because they don't want to ruin your holiday, mm. and you come home and they go, Uncle Frank's dead, and you go, oh, when did that happen? And they go, two weeks ago. Now, because everyone else has got over it, it's not as bad for you. Because part of bad news is the way everyone's walking around moping, going, oh, have you heard the news? Frank's dead. But because everyone's got over it, time is a healer. That's what, that's what I mean about old news. It's but better you, than new but, news. But, yeah, but according to you, the only news that really matters is stuff that affects you. So it doesn't matter when you, uh, there was an earthquake, when was it? Yesterday. Phew, that's alright then. Often the aftermath is worse than the actual event. Two, you only care about things that actually happen to you. So the doctor goes, you got a kidney stone. Oh, when did this happen? Uh, two weeks ago. Oh, that's alright then. Doesn't make sense. No, but the world uh, but you're is- You're not- you're not upset about dead Uncle Frank just because other people are upset. You'd be upset personally. Wouldn't make any difference when you- when they told you. Yeah, but it- it is everyone else's emotions that- that make it worse, I think. Knocking around people who are miserable. What about warnings? What about when they do things like smog warnings or, you know, there may be a- I don't like it on the news when they sort of say, news just in. I think, oh, what's this? You think, oh, what's going on? But it might be useful it might to be know important it. important information. No, it just makes you panic. What? Yeah, but but sometimes knowing stuff keeps you alive. Yeah, I, I don't know if I like it. It's, it's sirens, you see, I don't like sirens, do I? I've, I've said to you, I think it's a, a scary noise. Well, it's meant to be, so you get out of the way. No, no, it's not meant to be. It's it's a sign to get out of the way. I'd prefer it if it- There's like a I've voice. Said, Hiya, oh, could you just move out of the well, way it can be us? anything, as long as we know- it can be a chicken noise. But as long as you know oh, that's, that's chicken not gonna noise- that's freak people out. No, but it sort of makes you smile, but you'd- you'd go, oh, let's get what, out of the way. you're cycling along and you hear what sounds like a giant chicken behind you, and you smile, because you know that even though someone is burning to death, <laughs> there's something <laughs> clucking in my way. do 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 quack! do 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 quack! That's probably a guy having a heart attack. Going to my mum and dad's today. Oh. Uh, I'll cut to the chase, Rick. They basically, it's a, we got about four pages where they drive to his mum and dad's. Oh, Jesus I'll Christ. skip past that because it yeah. takes fucking forever. Got there, <laughs> mum and dad, his mum made him some dinner. The old woman next door, brackets, whose mum was a witch, just popped that <laughs> in brackets. <laughs> just popped that in brackets. I think we've discussed that before, actually, the old woman whose mum was a witch. <laughs> whose mum was a witch? Yeah. Oh. The old woman next door has been worrying because she keeps seeing adverts on the telly about changing to digital TV. She's saying she doesn't want wires drilled into her walls because they'll make a mess. My dad told her that it doesn't matter <coughs> because it'll probably won't happen until 2012 and she'll be dead by then. He didn't say that to her, though, did no, he? No, he did. They've got, you know, she, she's old. It doesn't, she knows she's going to die. I mean, it's something we've all got in common. And he's right, isn't he? Why is she worrying about it? Maybe that's sorted it out, put it into perspective for her. You will be dead when this happens, don't be worrying about it. 
But everybody worries, don't they? You've got that little sort of hole in your head that you fill with worries. You know, everyone's got to fill that little <laughs> worry worry hole with worries, and that's us. Worry hole. Everyone's got to we've fill d- the worry hole with worries. We've got to assume that there's a worry hole. A worry hole. Don't I'm filled with worries. I love the fact that, you know, uh, doctors in a million years would dig this up and go, humans used to have a worry hole. <laughs> Went to bed around midnight. Suzanne and I decided to sleep tops and tails, because it made me get a bit more room. Me dad had cut a bit off the mattress to fit it between two cupboards. It's amazing how much of a difference it makes <coughs> just sawing off a bit of the mattress. Mm. You sort of roll to the edge, but the weight of the blankets keeps you in. This is like something from a Roll Dowl book. No, it's just, it's just, uh, you know, you think a- anything, you can sort of trim anything, can't you? And it normally works. But with a mattress, I mean, he, he only took off, I don't know what how long that is, but he's sawn off about that much on the mattress and then has stapled it back together again. Amazing. And it just makes so much difference. Of course it does, because a mattress is a very carefully designed object. Yeah, you wouldn't think so, though, would you? Well, you, you would if you had a fucking brain in your nuts. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> is he, is he, someone took his brain out of his worry hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He saw the mattress enough. So we decide to sleep tops and tails. It just gets stranger. It's so strange. Why? He did it to make the room nicer with the with the cupboards on either side. So he sorted a mattress in half. <laughs> well, not in half. Can you imagine how much hard it must be to saw a mattress in half? What did he use? What, a big electric saw? Uh, well, it must have been, yeah, because there's a lot of springs and stuff in there. Jesus. So what happens to the springs? They just spring out the side. Well, some some sort of stick out a little bit, but you're not lying on top, are you? They come out the side. So he's just got a bit of gaffer tape and a staple gun. Unbelievable. Oh, hey, man alive. It's like... Does he run it as a hotel? <laughs> That's unbelievable. There are squats with better bedding arrangements. Well, we've had a bit of a bad thing in our house about mattresses and that, because when we first bought our uh, first flat in Salford, you know what it's like when you buy somewhere, you, you sort of, you haven't got any money, have you, to buy extra stuff that you need. Mm. So, we bought a bed, right, but there's that rip-off thing with beds, where you buy a bed, but a mattress doesn't come with it, mm. which I've never understood that. Because it's not a bed, is it? Without that mattress, it's not a bed. It's a car without an engine. You wouldn't go, there you go. Well, that seems cheap. There's no engine in it. So we bought this, we bought this, like, you know, uh, flat and what have you. And we bought the bed. And then, uh, like, oh, we haven't got a mattress. So my dad got one from Uncle Alf. No, well, from that Uncle Alf fella, because he had one in his van that he used to use now and again if he was, like, travelling round. He'd just keep in the in the back on this mattress. Amazing. A bloke who drove round in a van with a mattress in the back. So Uncle Alf. Bike. So Uncle Alf, right? Well, tell me about Uncle Alf. Well, you know about him. He's the one who slept in a dinghy. Because <laughs> his mattress was in his <laughs> car. <laughs> yeah, why didn't he go, oh, well, Alf, where's the bed? Left it in the car again. Oh, blow up the dinghy. <laughs> blow up the dinghy. I'm not going to go out and get the, not at this time of night. So mm. anyway, my dad got me, got me his mattress and, uh, and it just stunk a diesel. <laughs> And Suzanne was like, oh, I'm not happy with this. And I think she realised sort of what sort of family She's got herself into. Wow, she landed on her feet when she S- got you. So now she? she's always a bit touchy about, you know, mattresses and things. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uncle Alf, of course, sadly passed away when he couldn't escape from his sinking ship. <laughs> <laughs> the fire engines were too late. <laughs> no one got out of the way because they were laughing so much. <laughs> the madwoman next door saw me and said, hello, Clive. You live in a nursery rhyme. The old man down the road, yeah. the old woman next door whose mum's a witch, <laughs> Uncle Alf who lives in a dinky. <laughs> this is like, not a real place. It's like fucking Narnia. It's, it's a children's TV programme. Unbelievable. Oh, God. Oh, just all of them there on this broken mattress trying to find the golden ticket. Oh, God. 
The old fella down the road talked to my dad a bit. He kept bees in the back garden. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Here comes the bee man. His Yorkie dog was knocking about when he was messing with them, and it ended up getting stung 150 times. <laughs> Poor little bastard! What is he doing? <laughs> it's not dead, but it cost a lot to get all the stings out. I don't know why people keep dangerous pets and insects. The amount of gear he had to wear to play with them is barmy. I don't think he's playing he's with them. He's not playing with them, is he? Well, he's, what is he doing then? Well, I don't know, but I think he should get the dog the same protection. Yeah, but but uh, that's just it, isn't it? It's like you can't mix your pets. If you've got a snake, you don't have a mouse. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? They don't get on. And it's the same with them. Don't have bees. I can't imagine one bit of enjoyment. The, the, the only thing he does is the honey. And it's like, well, how much is that to buy? It's not worth messing about wearing a big white suit just to get some honey. There's a shop down the road. Bees are kept for a very good reason, aren't they? What? For honey. Yeah, no, but like I say, you can buy honey for next to nothing. Where do you think- what do you mean? But wh where does the honey come from that you buy? Yeah, from- from some proper bee farm. Let yeah. them do it. All he's doing, he's not making loads of pots of honey. Mm. He's looking after himself. And the thing with honey is it doesn't go off either. No, it doesn't, no. So- so, get ten bees, Yeah. get the honey made, kick them out. <laughs> but you- but you eat the honey, that's the point. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't. Honey. You can't eat it, and then it's still there in the jar. It's not magical. Maybe in your world, no. your un Uncle Fred had that never-ending jar of honey. But how much honey do you eat? What I'm saying is, it's one of them things in it that you buy, and you can move into a new house, buy some honey, and when you leave that house, that honey's still in the cupboard. You don't <laughs> eat that much of it. So get ten bees, get your honey's worth. <laughs> ten bees! Imagine keeping ten bees! <laughs> well, just get them to do do the graft. If you've got loads of bees, they're not all pulling the weight, are they? Because they'll go, well, I'm not doing any, because I'll leave it to the others. No! Yeah, so if you've got ten bees, you know that none of them are pulling the weight if there's no honey. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no! They don't, no! It's not a workhouse. <laughs> bees don't knock around saying, ah, oh, I've got a bad back. Anyway, back to, uh, this reading from the twits. <laughs> the news covered a story about a fish that knocked about 400 million years ago. Mm. It was 33 feet long and had a jaw strong enough to eat a shark in one go. Mm. All the dangerous stuff seems to die out, and yet things that you think wouldn't stand a chance, like worms, are still here, yet they have no legs or eyes. I saw a future human in the news article the other month about the future woman. She had three breasts. They looked alright. Well, no, that's not- I, I can't see how that's gonna ever evolve. No, well, they say about how, um, about evolving and that, I read that, um, there's gonna be ugly people. People are starting to go ugly. Yeah, they're still gonna have bilateral symmetry, I imagine. I, I don't know what that means, but well, I'll, tell well, you, I'll tell you now, right? <laughs> they're talking about, like, people who are just like, you know, you look at them and you go, what kind of state of that, right? Mm. And it'll get to a point when we're all so ugly that no one will have it away and we're just gonna die out. Well, that's not true either. <laughs> that's not true either. That, that is the biggest worry. Well, no, so- That's the world's so, biggest so worry. So as we evolve and we change, uh, our mindset doesn't change. We're still going. Oh, I wish we'd. I wish we looked like they did a million years ago. I don't fancy anything. No, but look at um, look how things do change. But why are we all going to get uglier? I don't understand. It's just the air and stuff, isn't it? It's just um, the air or yeah, the just, hair. You know, the the air that we breathe and stuff, mm. and uh, the food we eat. Everything's changing, and we're not going to look that healthy, and uh, we're just all going to go ugly. You've only got to look at some stuff that's in the sea, and you think, look at the state of that. What's and that's because they with the human evolution. But, but the stuff in the sea is still longer. propagating. Yeah, but they've been around longer than us. But it's still reproducing, so your theory falls down. But they're deep down, aren't they, in the dark, so they probably can't see what they're having it away with. <laughs> if they were up on the outside, they'd have died out ages ago. 
Why? Because they wouldn't fancy the other stonefish or yeah, because they're really odd looking. I can't remember the name. I think it was a viper or something. It's the, it was just a head. But Carl, the a fish reason- that's just a head. <laughs> it was well ugly. Watched a program about the twins this morning. It was filmed sixteen years ago. They are mental. They did everything together, including the vacking up. Phone calls had to happen twice so they could both have the same chat, and they said the same stuff at the same time. Well weird. The bloke who I watched it with, I don't know who that is, just some homeless guys that you just invited into the no, flat. just someone I've been sort of working with. Sure, a mate of yours. He said he fantasised about having it away with a pair of twins. I don't see the point in this. If you're going to have two of something, I would prefer to have two different. Have two different women. If I had two cars, I wouldn't have the same one twice. Same rule with women. I don't even normally like buying the same pair of trainers twice in a row. No, if you're going to have something new, make it make a change. It's like that fella who was going out with a woman and then left her and went out with a twin sister. Not worth it. <laughs> not worth it! It's not worth the upheaval, is it? Because it's exactly the same model. I watched the final of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. It was between singer Jason Donovan, singer Mylene Class, and singer Matt out of a boy band. I had my money on Donovan, but Matt won it. I think it was because of his last task. He ate a fish eye, some grubs, a big fat insect that they have on every year, a crocodile knob, and a kangaroo anus. I feel like we've, uh, we've, we've come there, Rick, to, to where we entered. It was this sense. time last year when we first started the podcast that um, we were talking about I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. And you coined the famous phrase, I could eat a knob at night. Yeah. So it's full circle, which is the, the, the last series uh, finished recently. And it was astounding that he ate a crocodile knob. He ate a crocodile eye. He chewed up and swallowed a kangaroo's anus, which I, I to be honest, I didn't know was a food stuff. Could you eat any of that? Um, if I had to eat any of them, it would have to be the anus. What, really? Yeah, more than the other stuff. I couldn't eat anything that's still alive. No, I agree. Uh, I, I couldn't eat any of that. I don't, I don't know under what circumstances I'd have to go, right, that's it now, we're not going to survive, the ship isn't coming, there is nothing on this um, island I can eat, give me the, the crocodile's penis. So it wouldn't bother me. Wouldn't I, I, wouldn't, I could eat anything. I could do almost all of the challenges on that programme, but I couldn't cope in the camp. I couldn't cope with the lack of food and the uncomfortable bed. That's all that would do my head, and I'd drive people spare, whinging and complaining. I, I couldn't cope with any aspect of it except the physical challenges. I couldn't cope with sleeping with people snoring, the uh, things crawling over you. Uh, oh, I'm not, 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 not so squeamish about that, like snakes and things, that's all right. But the eating would is is ridiculous. It's out of the question to eat a worm or a grub. I, oh. It doesn't concern me. I don't know why it's... I don't see really what the difference in it... The texture's probably the same as lots of other things. What would eat. hunger do to you, though, do you think? Would you think I would change? Do you think... If it really was a choice, if someone said... And I knew I would die if I didn't eat worms. I think that. you would, yes. I think you'd complain and you'd whinge for a while and you'd try and put it off and you'd hope a ship would turn up. But when it didn't, you'd start chowing down on a bit of uh, crocodile anus. But then where's the rest of the crocodile? Well, yeah, that's I a good point. I say he's been eating that. How come I've got this? <laughs> you know, you're meant to, you know, work together as a team in bad time and yet I'm being handed an anus. Forget it. Let me starve. Well, thanks for listening. That was the, uh, the Christmas podcast. Um, 
we should say the winner of the last competition we did. Um, they can win the um, the podcast book and uh, Flanimals and um, the extras book that's out. Still available. All available. And the CD. The three yeah. the three CD set of the, yeah. of the best of the podcast? Yeah, Is that right? Series one? Brand new. Uh, if you haven't got that, get out. Maybe you've got some record tokens. Yeah, if you've got record tokens or book tokens, those are the perfect uh, things to spend them on. Or fifty pounds from your auntie. Exactly. Uh, go and buy one of those. Um, and the winner was uh, Stephanie Prowl from the Wirral. Well done, Steph. Well done. Well, thank you to Positive Internet, the guys that host this podcast. That's the end. That's the end of the Christmas podcast and the end of this uh, this team for a little while. Yeah. It's been great. So it's goodbye from me, Ricky Gervais. Goodbye from Stephen Merchant. Goodbye and Happy New Year. And goodbye from Carl Pilkington. All right. All right. That was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, that's good. It's all right. What um, are you doing now? You got time for a coffee or something? I can't now. I'm going to the, um, you know, the orphanage for uh, terminally ill kids. Oh, yeah. I'm going down there. I'll go down there every Christmas and see yeah, like, e- entertain them. Oh, well, yeah. I bet that's lovely for them. Yeah, no, I've uh, actually written a song I'm going to perform. They, they see the office and see that I sing in that. I've, uh, You've written a song for them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, could we hear a bit? I mean, what? I don't want to put you on the spot, but have no, you got, you got the guitar there? Is it? Yeah. Um, I wrote this for a, a kid. He's a brave little guy. He's only about 10, but um, uh, it's, just, it's heartbreaking. He's. Oh. Don't cry, it's Christmas Santa's coming soon Though you ain't got a mommy or daddy Santa still loves you And he's riding on his reindeer To trample down the gloom So don't cry, it's Christmas Santa's coming soon cry, it's Christmas, Santa's feeling kind, though you know you'll never see him, he's not just in your mind, and it's not that he's invisible, it's because you're going blind, so don't cry, it's Christmas, Santa's feeling kind. cry, it's Christmas, Santa's on his way, though he's got a billion children, and he's only got one day, you've got slightly less than that, if I were you I'd pray, but don't cry, it's Christmas, and it sounds a little gay. Oh, isn't that be quite moving for everyone? Yeah, I'm just, I, mean, I just I would ask you now to not play that song. Oh no, too late now. They expect me. But I, I'm not no. sure it's going to be as well received no, as you perhaps hope. I think that's better than any gift, and I don't really want to give gifts because they're expensive. So. Sure. The Ricky Gervais Show on Guardian Unlimited. <laughs>